You are listening to TLRStation.com. Worldly Connections is all about bringing magic into your life. Janet Wizawadi, visionary coach and consultant, is on a mission to empower people to keep moving forward, have a vision, and trust that something good will come of it. Worldly Connections inspires listeners to live happy and be happy through the power of conversation and positive energy from Janet and other experts who believe that life is a team sport and when you work together, miracles happen. And now, here is your host, Janet Wizawati. Thank you for tuning in to Worldly Connections, where we believe life is a team sport and when we all work together, miracles happen. But how do we know who to work with, what books to read, what people to associate with? I'm outrageously curious about just about everything. We just don't know what we don't know. So I bring people together so that you can listen and hear and maybe you'll learn something you didn't know. And today we have the wonderful Deborah Kozowski. Good morning, Deborah. Good morning, Janet. I am so glad you were able to come today. And uh, I can say lots about you, but uh, because we want to hear from you, I'm going to read your short bio and then more about you will come out in our questions. How's that? Fabulous. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Okay. Deborah Kozowski has her Bachelor of Science. She's a certified executive coach, an award-winning best-selling author, transformational speaker, and blogger. She has a heart of a teacher and a certified in appreciative inquiry and emotional intelligence. She is a contributing writer for Diversity Magazine and Fabulous at 50 Magazine. Deborah Kozowski's International helps executives, entrepreneurs, and organizations boost their productivity, performance, and profits. It's all starts with people and passion. And if you're looking for her, you can find her under DebraKozowski.com. And uh, we'll get into that spelling and that later so that we can tell people where to find you better. But in the meantime, I just want to get going in this beautiful day. It is a beautiful day out. Mm-hmm. So, Deborah, we're talking today about mindset. What, may, what do you think makes people get stuck in their own ways? Well, Jenna, there's several things. And mindset is something I love studying. Um, what happens is people have get stuck. It's like uh, if you imagine a wheelbarrow, when people have different pathways, you know, when you take the wheelbarrow on the same path, you get into almost like a rut. Almost a pl- if some new opportunities come your way, you almost don't know how to get out of there because you've formed that path so long. So you have to kind of, you know, get that wheelbarrow out and start making new paths. And what I find is that people... We, we grew up and in our childhood, we have habits and these habits have carried with us or, you know, through university or post-secondary or in interactions that we've had with people. And we have a certain way, a distinct way of the way we handle situations. And those habits determine our outcomes. So sometimes we get stuck in our own way because we don't know what we don't know, just like you said earlier. And yeah. one of the greatest ways to get out of that is pull yourself out from being in a fixed mindset. Carol Dweck has a book on mindset. It's phenomenal. And what happens is people can have the fixed mindset or they can have a growth mindset. And what I like to do is take that analogy 
and use the purpose of using questions to help really shift the way you think about things. So if you have a fixed mindset, you're not open to opportunities. You're not asking questions. You're, you're have your arms folded kind of and saying, this is where I am. This is where I stay. It's kind of like a stubbornness. Nothing's going to go your way. So what I want you to do is think is what can I learn from every situation? What is possible? What are the resources available to me? When you start using questions, they start triggering your brain to go in full speed searching for the answer. So Deborah, what makes people get stuck in their own ways? Well, Janet, this is a fascinating topic for me. I love talking about mindset. People get stuck in their ways so easily and it's mostly because they formed habits. Habits in ways in which they have done things consistently that they're so unconscious of it. And they end up not knowing what they don't know, just like you mentioned earlier. And one of the biggest things with that is when we're looking at mindset, and there's a fabulous book called Mindset, The New Psychology of Success by Carol Dweck. And she talks about having a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. So what I want to do is extrapolate that a little bit more into a little metaphor that I use for thinking about a fixed mindset. So I think about a wheelbarrow. So if someone takes a wheelbarrow and they're always going on the same path, they're creating that kind of rut in the ground. And when new opportunities come their way, they aren't able to shift out of it because they form that pattern so deep that it's almost like someone has to just lift it out to start forming a new path. And that's sometimes what we have to do when we have to shift the mindset because someone who has a fixed mindset is really focused on problems they stick, stay in their own ways and they're unable to shift into looking at those opportunities around them. Whereas the growth mindset does something very differently. And what they do is that they use the form of questions, being open to opportunity to really dive in and discover, come from a place of discovery and learning. I totally agree. And uh, one of the things that I found Uh, the universe or God or however you want to put it is that when you get too stuck they give you like a two by four or something to move you on that direction so uh, yeah to be more open-minded but sometimes how does that happen right Uh, what can they do to shift gears and and go after what they want it's it's that's the challenge right what what is the catalyst that'll change that Well, one of the things that, and I love, this is a perfect segue into what you have just talked about. And, you know, I'll use the term God because that's what I believe in. But for those people who are source, universe, whatever that might be for you, is that if an idea came to you, someone packaged and parceled it and gave it to you and said, this idea is yours. And when you don't go ahead and go chase after it and make it happen, they'll say, okay, you didn't want this gift. So I'm going to give it to someone else. And all of a sudden, you see other people running with your idea. And you're like, man, I had that idea. But the thing is, you never went after it. So in order for this destiny to be fulfilled, that gift was given to someone else. So really, when you have an idea or something that comes to you, really be open to learning about it and shifting the mindset. And one of the greatest ways to shift your mindset is to start by asking questions. What do I need to learn about the situation? What resources are available to me? 
what what are things that I can do and what is and start imagining what is possible. But that all starts from believing in yourself and what you're capable of. I think curiosity as well, like for, for myself, a big shift for me. And I know that Jack Canfield's your mentor too. And it's uh, called the inspired thought, right? We get an inspired thought. How do we run with it or do we ignore it? But I know for myself how I shifted one of my energy. How many people, if they miss a flight, they get angry and frustrated and stuff. Me, it's like, ooh, who am I going to sit next to? Who am I supposed to meet? <laughs> it's, if you can make it an excitement when something like that happens, it, it's much easier to live. And, and I love how you mentioned that because a friend of mine, I was watching on Instagram and he had a flight was canceled due to a mechanical error and um, that they needed to look into and people were so upset at the airline staff and he went up and made kind of a, a loud you know announcement saying thank you so much for not putting me on a plane that I could die today yeah. and all of a sudden the mood shifted so this is how people can shift their mindset you know sometimes these things that happen to us what we think are such awful things are actually gifts and when you talked about the two by four earlier, it is part of if you're tr if you were supposed to learn a certain lesson and you haven't learned that lesson, there will be a life event that occurs for you to say, OK, you didn't listen this time. You didn't listen to the last time. Let's make sure you get this. So there'll be this event and you'll wonder what well, why did this happen? But if you sat back and looked at all the predominant events of your life, it's like a golden thread teaching you lessons all along the way to say, you know what, I need to stop and be more mindful of what I am doing and what is going on in my life. Yeah, so if life isn't going the way you'd like it, you've got to look back and say, okay, where did I take this wrong turn? Because that's the way it is, like when, especially when you keep pushing something. And I, and I go back to health because that's how it, it really uh, affects me is when I'm not in that good energy and I'm not moving forward, my health suffers. And uh, I've had like... I when I talk about the two by four, it was like a series of car accidents. I had three car accidents and I each time a little more and a little more. And the fourth one took me out for a year. So I really had to sit in my stuff and think. And I really suggest to people, that's not a good way to do it. Uh, please listen. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and, and we don't realize it. And I, I can resonate with you as well, Janet. I had been in an accident several years ago and it, I hit a sign, a road sign. And I was trying to veer off, you know, get, getting off an off ramp and the car beside me, I wasn't able to pass them. They stayed in line with me the whole time. And I was kept looking over my shoulder, looking over my shoulder that I was going to change lanes. And boom, here I was with a road sign with a vehicle that was only a month old, brand new. And all I could do is sit there and cry. And when mm -hmm. I phoned my, I phoned my father just to tell him what would had happened. And he said, Deb, isn't that enough? When, it, yeah. when are you going to notice that you have too much on your plate? And ever since then, I have really paid attention to how much I've had on my plate, trying to ensure that I'm delegating because we get stuck in the, also that mindset piece that we need to do everything and doing yeah. everything doesn't make us more effective. It doesn't make us better. 
Well, and taking breaks, right? Like uh, I know um, many years ago, my husband would never take a holiday from work. You know, work had to, you know, number one, they needed him. Like things would fall apart if he didn't. And then he had a heart attack. Well, he wasn't at work for five months. Nothing changed at work. And, and please, you know, people listen. That's not the way to go. Like take some breaks because you come back fresher and with better ideas and you work better. Even in Europe, I think Europe has way better holidays for their staffs because they want them to regenerate and come back fresh. And uh, just our, I know for most people, it's just two weeks holidays. Two weeks isn't very long. It isn't, but you know, even if we're going at full pace, it's not sustainable. Our body was meant to have a rest. That's why we sleep. It's kind of like a recharging battery station. And so that we can really energize ourselves so that we can be able to give. And if we're not rested and we're not alert, we're not able to give, we're not able to pick up on those cues. So one of the things when I talk to people about emotional intelligence is that self-awareness, but emotional intelligence is really about being able to manage our own emotions, but also being able to recognize the emotions of other people. So it's reading that body language, being able to interpret whether, you know, somebody is listening to us or not, or they're understanding by watching their body language. And if we're not in tune to being rested, being mindful, paying attention, you know, to other people around us and also recognizing our own emotions, we're unable to effectively communicate with other people. Yes. And at that note, we're going to take a short break because I've got more from Deborah and uh, we could just keep going all day, but uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. And when we return, we'll be talking again with Deborah Kozowski on mindset and questions. Need to book an appointment with a holistic health provider or find resources and products in Edmonton and surrounding area? Not exactly quite sure who to contact or where to begin your search? Your Holistic Earth is the only online holistic marketplace that connects people like you who need help to the holistic health practitioners who provide a complete range of professional services and products. Look no further. Your Holistic Earth is your online holistic marketplace for a healthier and happier you. For everything holistic, visit yourholisticearth.ca. That's yourholisticearth.ca. Welcome back to the second half of Worldly Connections on a TLR station. Before the break, and we've been talking with Deborah Kazowski about mindset and how important questions are. And one of the things that uh, I had mentioned and what Deborah and I are talking are breaks, like changing your mindset, how can you change it? And I mentioned holidays and that, but we don't need to have a physical go-away holiday to the Bahamas or something. We can make our own little holiday even on a, a just a couple hours of having some fun. Don't you agree, Deborah? Changing that mindset, if we can just shift what we're doing. And like last night, my husband and I went to a movie, and it was a wonderful movie, and I love movies. It just changes my day. What do you think, Deborah? How, how can people focus on their vision and not get distracted by life's upcoming events of other things and that by taking those breaks and, and allowing things to come in for them, those, what do you call them, those inspired thoughts? Well, when I talk to people about creating a life they love, one of the thing is that you need to create an inspired life. 
And in order to do that and get your mindset in the right place, you need to do exciting things. So if you're doing exciting things, that helps you become more creative, more innovative in any area of your life, especially if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner or, you know, an employee even coming from a place of trying to that creativity, you get ideas by not always focusing on your work per se. So if I go to a movie, I might get an idea there. If I listen to a podcast, I get an idea there. If I'm out in nature or going for a bike ride or even in the shower, I get tons of ideas. That's why I have to have a notepad right beside my bathroom sink because all of a sudden these ideas are flowing in, but they wouldn't necessarily come to me if I was doing the same thing over and over. You need to get inspiration from other places in your life or times where you can actually just clear your head and allow those ideas to come in. Oh, yeah. And they, they do. It's, it's very interesting. I think Jack Canfield said that his chicken soup for the stole came through when he was in the shower. Ideas are everywhere. We just have to be open to those opportunities and we have to make space for them. If we're packed solid and, and our schedule has no room to have think time, then then it just really defeats the purpose. You're going to be so taxed and you're wondering why ideas aren't coming to you or why things aren't working. It's probably because you haven't taken a break, haven't given your mind an opportunity to expand. And it doesn't take much for a break. I'll give an example. I was writing an open book exam and it was like, in the middle of the night and I had to hand it in like seven or eight in the morning. I can't remember. And so in order to change and shift my energy, what I started to do every time I answered a question, I stood up and did a happy dance and, and it just shifted that entry. So I was excited to go back to go and do the next question because then I got to do a happy dance. And so it doesn't have to be huge things, does it, Deborah? No. And, and what you're doing is you're actually changing your state. So when you change your state in your body, you're changing the energy state around you. So the happy dance is, is, a, is a great analogy. You know, um, Anthony Robbins uses a lot of physical, you know, bouncing around, dancing to music when he brings people out, when he comes out on stage. And part of that is that we're changing our energy and our state to get excited about what we're doing. But the other thing, physical activity alone, whether it be walking, running on a treadmill, They often say that you should do that before an exam or before something that you need to really concentrate on is because all that blood in your brain then goes to the frontal lobe and is really ready to be focusing on what it is that you need. You'll have higher focus, higher concentration if you've had some physical activity before. So you've changed your state. So it's going to be hyper-focused. Yeah. And... It doesn't, it's not hard to change that state, boy, is it? I was watching uh, on YouTube, there was this little girl. People say, well, I can't change how I feel. And that, so I always bring this up. And this little girl was standing on a seat in a car, and you may have seen it. And she was crying and throw a temper tantrum. And then her favorite song came on the radio. And all of a sudden, a big smile came on and she started dancing. And it's just that easy, isn't it, to change our state when we decide to. It's that flip of the switch. And there has been times I've even caught myself saying, oh, you know, I can't change who I am in a flip of a switch. But, you know, we can. First of all, you need to just take a deep breath. Recognize how you're feeling. And how about we just do that right now? Everybody just take a deep breath. This is something you can do in your car, something you can do on the treadmill. Just take that deep breath in. 
notice how you're feeling. Be okay with being who you are in your space. Then from that moment, thinking about what is the state I want to be in. So for this little girl, like she does it so unconsciously because all of a sudden her favorite song is on. We too can think, what is our favorite song? Can we sing something? Or thinking about our favorite book or a favorite memory. By doing those things, you can start visualizing and imagining and being in a different space, a different mindset. So those are little things that you can do to help shift you out of that. What is the state that you want to be in? Because whatever you focus on is what you're going to have as that energy. And Brendan Bouchard is a great example. He says, you know, a power plant doesn't generate power. Um, But he says, you have to, um, if you want more love, you need to generate more love, right? The building itself doesn't generate the power. So if you want more joy, you need to create more joy. You want Mm -hmm. more happiness, you and it it's, comes down to you. We all, you know, there are people out in this world who think people owe them to bring them the happiness. But when it comes down to it, it's the person in the mirror who's in charge of how we feel. And that's us. So we really need to be able to say, this is where what I want. What do I need to do to get more of that? I want to be happier. I got to do things that make me happy. And then it'll attract those people around you that you can share that with. And that's so important, that uh, shift. Like, look at it. If you're in a depressed state, look at what you're reading. Look at what you're watching. Uh, look at the people that you're hanging around with. If you're happy where you are, by all means, do not change it. But if you're not happy where you are, then there needs to be a shift. And what are some questions that we can ask ourselves? Deborah? I, I know that ev- the answer is always in the question, isn't it? Absolutely. I have a new book coming out this fall called Let's Be Curious. It's about how to ask the right questions to get better answers to make the best decision. And really, it's about asking the questions and being really clear on what it is you want to know. Because what I find is people ask a question and then they get frustrated with the answer. But the question they ask was face value. You know, the person often answers exactly what you asked them. And then you're wondering why they didn't answer, give you the answer you were looking for. Well, it's all in how you phrase your question. Can you share some of those questions with us? So some of the questions are like, why are people afraid to ask for what they want? And that's a question you can even ask yourself. If you're thinking about wanting to ask a question, you step back. And this is where we talked about getting stuck. Sometimes we're afraid to ask people the question because we don't want to be rejected. But the rejection that happens, it doesn't mean that it's no forever. It doesn't mean that, you know, it won't be a possibility in the future. It might be that you're asking the wrong person. There's so many things. And, you know, if you don't ask, you'll never receive. So that's a big thing because until you ask, the answer is always no. So you're better off asking, and if that's not the right person you should be asking, you already open the door to find out who you should be asking. So you see your situation expands and you get more clarity with more questions that you ask. Exactly. Any more you'd like to share with us? we got a few ask. more minutes. Sure. And um, why asking the right question matters. So, you know, like I said, that 
face value piece. If someone says, well, why did you do that? And this is the thing. I'm going to leave you guys with some tips here. When you're asking a question, try to steer away from the why and the how questions. So if you think of why, so even if you have children or you've caught yourself responding, this is why did you do that? So when you hear that question, automatically it puts somebody in a defensive state or how come you did that? So you can see how that defensive state, you're, you're going to get a change in tone. You're going to have people, you know, talking defensively to you versus, and maybe even more reactive versus the responsive way in what we want people to step back and think about the question. So people have termed me as the facilitator of thought because I ask a lot of what questions. In what way does this happen? What reasons for this? What are the ways I can improve this? So thinking about all the things, using what questions to rephrase them and tweak them to really get to the answer that we're looking for. But you can use why and how, but they have to be structured very differently. Well, uh, one of the questions is, is when you were saying to change it to the what, we can always say, what were you thinking the outcome would be? What were you feeling or what were you trying to achieve with this? Like, because they're thought process ones, right? And I, I'm glad that you said that uh, about the why and the how because they can be causing defensive, especially with children, right? And, and it comes to be a judgment then. But then we put ourselves in a place of curiosity, and, you know, curiosity helps us make better decisions because the more information we have, the better decisions we can make. So when we think about being curious, being the learner, you can, one of the best phrases you can use is tell me more about that or that's mm -hmm. interesting. I never thought about it that way. It really puts down any guards. Like if you have someone frustrated with you or, you know, there's a misunderstanding, one of the best things to say I can, you know, recognize that their, their emotions and just say, you know what, tell me a little bit more about this. Maybe I'm not understanding this correctly. And then you can start with the what yeah. questions. So you can really dive deep and use those probing questions to really get a better answer. Well, Deborah, this has been wonderful. We'll have to have you back after your book comes out. When do you think your book is coming out? It's coming out in the beginning of November of this year, 2016, and I am super excited. Um, I've shared this with people. If people want to pre-purchase, they, they're welcome to. They can go to letsbecurious.ca. It's um, available for pre-purchase right now. I'm excited to share this book with many people because it's a practical guide. It's for anyone who wants to pick up the book and learn how to ask questions. It's not a philosophical one because right away when people think, oh, asking questions, <laughs> it might be so philosophical or scientific. I've created a book that is like a hands-on manual that's a practical guide to help you ask questions, to help you move through difficult conversations, improve your communication, build better relationships, and really make that connection with other people. And Deborah, are you on Facebook and Twitter and that? And I know your uh, website is DebraKazowski.com. And Deborah, I'll spell it out for people. It's D-E-B-R-A-K-A-S-O-W-S-K-I.com. Because Deborah has a name like mine and sometimes it's not easy to spell. But I would love for you to join me on, I am on Facebook, I am on Twitter, Instagram, 
um, I would love to hear from you and love to hear um, how your listeners enjoyed the show. Great. Well, Deborah, thank you again. And uh, I wish you all the best with the book. And I'm looking forward to my copy. I have pre-ordered it. And we'll see you soon. Thanks, Janet. It's been a wonderful day. Have a great one. You too. Thank you for tuning in to Worldly Connections here on TLRStation.com, powered by Tenacious Living International, where it's all about living outside the box. Have a great day, everyone, and tune in next week and prepare to be inspired. Are you interested in appearing on Worldly Connections, ready to work together and make miracles happen? Then Janet wants to hear from you. Contact her at Janet at FamilyConnect.com. That's Janet at FamilyConnect.com spelled C-O-N-N-E-K-T dot com. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Tune in next week, same day and time.